Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, thank you for joining us. I am so glad you did. This is the first year, the first show of the brand new year. And I wanted to come to you and I wanted to start us off the way that I believe that we should start off everything. I'd like to start off with a prayer. And so if if you do not mind, stay with me while we pray. Gracious, holy, heavenly Father, as we come to you today, we thank you. We thank you that you are glorious and you are marvelous and you are supreme above all. That, Father God, you are merciful and kind to those who worship you. That, Father God, you loved us enough to send your Son to pay the price we could never pay. Father God, for all those who will believe. I thank you, Father God, that before the very foundation of the earth, you, you chose. And I, I thank you, Father God, that you have placed me where I am. I have never been worthy of, of any of the places you have taken us, but I am grateful. And so, Father, I also want to lift up Dr. Henry Wells' family today. I would like to pray for them, and I would like you to comfort and guide them. And so, Father, I thank you for all that you do. I, I lift up the hurting people of the Sacramento area, and I ask, Father God, for the lonely, for the broken, for the abandoned, that, Father God, that you speak into their hearts the words of life and of comfort and guidance. And nothing slips past your knowing or understanding. And I ask all these things in Jesus' name, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Listen, um, <clears throat> I was sad to hear that Dr. Henry Wells had gone home to be with the Lord, but I wasn't sad for him. I was sad for myself and for all of you, many of you who knew him much better than I did. I, I've known him for ah, 15 years at least, and uh, I remember the very first time that I met Dr. Wells. He was sitting in the very booth that I am sitting in now, speaking from this very microphone, and I was sitting across from him. And <clears throat> as we talked, he got excited and I got excited and we realized that we were walking on the same the same plane. No, I don't mean that that I had done as much as Henry Wells or that I was experienced as he was or as kind or any of those things. I just meant that we loved the same Lord. I found in him over the years a man of great integrity who fought the good fight uh for years at the church he was in, who struggled with his physicality, and I watched it deteriorate over the years until finally he was in a little scooter that he would drive around. He was always kind to me. 
he would always say, well, if it isn't my friend Pastor Tim from the Union Gospel Mission, he was a supporter of the mission and he was a friend of mine and, and I, I, I just, I will truly miss him. I'm glad that, that Dr. Jackson has taken over his show because Dr. Jackson is also a man of great integrity who I've been on his show and, and I find him to be a man that is sincerely sold out for the cause of Christ. And so I am grateful Henry, uh, (laughs) this isn't a memorial show. Dr. Jackson is going to be doing those memorial shows, but it is a friend saying goodbye to a friend, and we're going to move on to some other things, but I just want you to know that he was funny, he was kind, (laughs) he was generous. You know, he he donated to the mission, but he never made a big deal out of it. He never made, uh, and he was just always complimentary. I was telling somebody, I hope I'm not speaking out of school, but he paid me a huge compliment. Maybe you wouldn't see it as that, but I did. We were at a pastor's appreciation banquet, and everybody was coming by Henry's table to say hello because Henry uh, was not only well-known, but liked by everybody I knew. And so as they filed by, he said to me that traditional, well, if it isn't my old friend, Pastor Tim from the Union Gospel Mission. And as I drew close, he motioned me over and, and, and he leaned forward and he said, could you help me? I can't stand up. That may not seem like a compliment, but for him to place the confidence that I would be discreet and that he could trust me, it was, it was heartwarming to me. And there was many moments that Henry was kind to me. So, you know, one thing Henry always did was he always made everybody around him, and I know at least me, he made me feel as if I, I really was of great importance. And, and really, uh, I wasn't. <laughs> but that was Henry. So, you know, the Bible says that we will someday take up wings like eagles and fly and run and not get tired. You know, the the scooter is gone. The pain is gone. Uh, Henry is in the arms of Jesus Christ. And and so I think if every, anything else, I will remember New Year's as, as being a time that Henry was free to be home with the Lord, whom I know he loved. So, and he could be funny, too. <laughs> No offense to any denomination, but Henry looked across to me one day and he said, uh, hey, now, wait a minute. You're a a Southern Baptist. I said, well, I actually am a Southern Baptist. And he said, but I have it on good authority that you were a Presbyterian when you grew up. I said, well, that that is correct. And he said, well, you know what? Most people don't know this, but I was a Southern Baptist who became a Presbyterian. And I said, well, Henry, there's still time to repent. <laughs> and he took it in the spirit it was given as as a joke and two friends talking to each other because I would have had no trouble going to Henry's church. I, I cared about him very, very much and got to speak at his church several times. So at any rate, uh, we, you'll be missed, Henry. But fortunately, 
in the twinkling of an eye, all those that are in Christ Jesus will be will be up there to say hello to you again. So, and if that's your hope, if you've lost a parent, and we were talking about, I was talking to Steve Gasser and Ann just a little bit before we went on air about people that had gone home to be with the Lord. Steve's father had had passed, and he would miss him. And I remember, you know, my mom uh, went home to be with the Lord, and I will sincerely miss her. And as we go through life, as we get a little bit older, there's more and more people that that we wind up missing. But the good news and the great news is that there's very few of those people in my life that are gone that were not believers. And so those people that that I will never see again, those that were not in Christ Jesus, that I mourn for. But my mother and my grandfather and and grandmother and my other grandmother and all those people have gone before, friends and family, uh, I'll see them again. I had a dear friend, and uh, she was the deputy director of the Placer County Water Agency, and she was a very close friend of mine. Uh, Her name was Valerie Lord, and her husband drew both of them extremely close to me. They were only in their 50s. She was only, I think, 51 or 2 when she went home after having breast cancer. But again, I did that service for her. But you know what? Even through the tears and the sobbing and the heartbreak of family and of even of myself, I knew that it was a temporary goodbye and not a permanent goodbye. So for you out there who do not know Jesus Christ, I mourn for you more than anyone else because you have nothing to look forward to. No reuniting of family and friends. No embrace of the Lord Jesus Christ as he welcomes us into our his kingdom due to his righteousness, not ours, wraps his wings of comfort around us and guides us into our his kingdom. You know, no matter how bad things get, and, and they do get bad for us, don't they? You know, you, many of you know that my wife has MS, and that's difficult sometimes. She was just in the hospital and came out It didn't look good for a while. Uh, She had lost all her strength, but she's back home now. And and so, but even all through those times of turmoil and trouble and fear and anxiety and all those things, we can cast all those things on the Lord, can we not? I think of those that are sick and they don't know whether today is their last day or not, and they are facing eternity with Great fear and trepidation is what's coming next. And yet, those who are in the Lord know that when that time comes, it's a reuniting. I've, I've done chapel services at convalescent hospitals when I was pastoring a small church and still pastor a small church, but I was going to convalescent hospital once a month to do a service out there, just Olga and I. That's my wife. And we didn't have anybody else with us because it was a convalescent hospital in a different town. And so we would go and we would do this service for the people there. And I'd look around and there were those that were believers and and 
they were old and they were frail and some of them had no visitors and sometimes life was sad for them, but they had a joy and a peace because they knew that the, the Lord was just outside waiting and they knew where their home was. And then there were others who were angry and bitter and and left alone and in pain and all those things and had no hope in the Lord. And I thought, wow, <laughs> what does it do for us to go through a lifetime and accumulate everything we need and forget about the love of the Lord? You know, I'm reminded of the parable where the the man had much and he decided that he was going to tear down the barns and put up new barns and because he needed them for all the grain and goods he had and he would have enough to last him the rest of his lifetime and so I'm going to put up these things I'm going to quit working hard I'm going to sit back and I'm going to eat drink and be merry that's what he was saying and the Lord said you fool Today your soul will be required of you. So, you know, if today you don't know the Lord, then I would suggest you get on your knees, get into your word, find a church of like-minded believers, a good, healthy, well-balanced church. Serve the Lord and, and let his love just pour over you. You know, I know that in this lifetime as we have trouble and I've made many mistakes and done many things that the Lord has forgiven me for, I know that when I walk into his kingdom and I'm covered in his righteousness, not mine, when he looks at me and he says, come into your rest, my good and faithful servant, I know I have not always been faithful but he has always been faithful that I will be forever home and that the travails of this lifetime will be past. And so it, it saddens me, though, to think that many he, he will look at and say, away from me, you evildoers, I never knew you. And so I guess as an older pastor, that I look out and I wish that I had the ability to convince you to come to Christ, but that's not my job. That's God's job. But I know Henry had no fear at the end. I wasn't there. And I mean, you know, we weren't, we weren't close personal friends, but he was my friend. But I know well enough that he was not facing those last moments with fear because he knew the God of eternity. He had spent his lifetime telling other people about it, loving Jesus and wanting his kingdom to come. Can each of you say that? I know that we sometimes get so caught up in the world and in money and in who we are and what other people think of us that we forget that it's not important what other people think of us. It's only important what God thinks of us. At any rate, it is a brand new year. 
I don't make resolutions because I've never seen anybody who ever actually kept the resolutions. I'm sure people do. But I have a new resolution every single moment of my life, and that's to know God deeper, greater, to serve him better. And I can't tell you how many times I've failed at my resolution in, in, to do that. You know that I am the executive director of the Union Gospel Mission, and that sounds pretty impressive. But the reality is I am a man with feet of clay, and I want with everything inside me to serve God, to let people know of the of the beauty of Christ. Listen, <laughs> you know what's the most incredible thing about my journey with Christ? It was the day, of course, that he reached down and saved me, put my feet on high, rescued me from hell, made me a believer, made me a pastor, made me the director of the Union Gospel Mission, where I could serve, and, and no matter how flawed I am, he would still direct my path. No matter what mistakes I make, he will guide me, protect me, be with me. And no matter how bad and how rocky things get, for you or I as a believer, he said, I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. And I rely on that. I have learned over the years not to rely on my own righteousness, but on God's. I try to tell the men at the mission that same thing. That no matter what our circumstances look like, that God is with us. I see people that have gone through horrible things and yet claim the name of Christ with love, care, and compassion and faithfulness. I see Steve Gasser in here. Who knows he will see his father again. I see people who are suffering, whether it's financial loss or physical loss or whatever the case is, the grieving of the loss of another person and yet standing firm in the love of Jesus Christ. And I want that for you guys too. I want that for each one of you. I don't have the ability to do that, but God does. And he said, if you will come to him, he will never turn you away. If you've sinned, he'll forgive you. <clears throat> and by the way, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Next time when we get together, I want to tell you some of the exciting things that are going on at the mission. It's a new year. I just had a television station that called when I was gone and wanted to come down and interview me about some new laws or proposals about rent and about housing and all those things. And they wanted to talk to an expert on housing. One of my staff said, well, okay, but... Uh, the, the pastor's not here right now, and I don't think that he would consider himself a expert on housing, and, and I am not an expert on housing, but this I do know, that just to give somebody a place to sleep or to stay or a tent or a mini house or anything is not the way always to go. There's a bigger picture involved. We need to give people hope. We need to have people have the hope 
that they can get off the streets permanently, that they can have a purpose in life, that they can get jobs and restoration of homes. And that's done through the transforming grace of Jesus Christ. Every day in the mission, we get men in who come in to be on our 12-month, 12-month, <laughs> nine-month drug and alcohol. Well, it's not just drug and alcohol. I've said that before. It's, it's also a recovery program. You have to understand, I've been the director 15 years down there, and we always used to call it the drug and alcohol rehabilitation program. But, you know, talking with my chaplains and, and Eric, uh, Rios, the, the reality is that there is more to recovery than just drugs or alcohol or, or pornography or whatever it is. There's all kinds of things to recover from. Uh, one of the biggest things that we all need recovery from is our lack of faith in Jesus Christ. But so as a, as a man comes on the program, and trust me, you don't have to be a Christian to come on the program, but you're going to hear about it all day long. And I've told you guys that before. But the hope that's offered there is the hope of transformation because God is capable of transforming a life. And God is also capable of using people who are not qualified, who think they are, have no ability to do something, and you know that old cliche is God isn't looking for your ability, you're, he's looking for your availability. Every great person of the Bible started off with, here I am, Lord. And so the first thing that you need to do is not take an assessment of what you don't have, but take the assessment of what God has. And what God has is everything. And God can transform you, can bring you to a point, can use you in a ministry. And by the way, you know, we have certain things. You're too young to do certain things, and you're too old to do certain other things. But in God's kingdom, you are never too old to work in God's kingdom, and you're never too young. And as we were talking about earlier with Henry Wells, he had become uh, to where the physical body was almost completely collapsing where he couldn't even do the radio show anymore, but that didn't mean that he couldn't talk to people about Jesus Christ, and I know that he did. So, when you look at your circumstances and you're saying to yourself, "Well, you know what? I don't speak very well. I'm. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't have eyes to see. I don't have this to do." Listen. There are all kinds of difficulties that we all have to face in life, but that doesn't mean what we do have we can't use in the glory to the glory of God. Uh, I, I go to a fraternal. Uh, I haven't gone as much as I'd like to, but I have gone over at IBC, and uh, there's a gentleman there that is without sight, and his name is Smokey, and he's a wonderful guy and knowledgeable and knows the Bible, loves God, and uh, so... He has this disability, you would say, but you know what? He has so much more to give than so many people have. I'm just saying that <clears throat> I hope at the end of my life that people will know how much I love Jesus Christ as I knew Henry did. And we've come to the end of the show, and next week I want to talk about some of the programs that are going on at the mission and some things, but I can tell you sincerely from my heart, I care about you you folks out there. I care about the people at the mission. I care about the people at this radio station. 
So as always, my dear friends, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.